We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are back. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. We are doing a special divisional round encore performance. The people requested another show. Uh, RG contacted us and said, we need another show. Um, we got, we're getting paid the big bucks for it, so we decided to do it. So I'm back with my boys, Noto, Bobby Gomes. What's up, fellas? Good week last weekend. I mean, there was a fun slate. I did well, or I, we gave out the blueprint for people how to do well. So I hope some people did that. Noto hit his 20 to 1. Uh, Dawson Knox, first TD bet was just too easy, right? 20 to 1, stealing, like stealing. Too easy. So, you, uh, didn't, you didn't join me, but uh, yeah, I tried. Well, I did play him in my one main lineup over Ferguson and still smashed, but. Uh, Imagine that I faded Ferguson. Epic garbage time, crazy, crazy garbage time in that in that game. Uh, that game was crazy. Bobby, Bobby's back. What's up? Yeah, now then, I had a good week last week. I like these four two game slates, four game slates, the smaller slates going in the playoffs. Everyone's playing for something. Uh, 
the intensity's up. Every game matters. So interested to hop back on for another week and break down the slate. I smashed UFC bets last weekend too. I'm going to give out some UFC bets here at the end of the show. Um, I've got a max bet for me, an absolute max bet. Uh, some may call it generational opportunity, um, but you guys can take it for what it's worth. If you want to want to tail with me, I'm going to be hammering somebody on uh, tomorrow night. So it's Friday. Uh, we got the playoff games to talk about. We're going to do this one short and sweet. Um, less prepared than normal I am, but uh, just going to this is we're going to we're going to figure this slate out together, all three of us. And I got Noto for the. The heavy lifting here for the stats that he always brings. Bobby's been uh, cr- crunching over these playoff defenses and schemes, right? Big, big uh, defensive scheme guy this week uh, here. So uh, this is going to be fun. So we're going to do it like we always do. We are going to go. Uh, we're just going to talk about the four games organically, but we're also going to talk go position by position. Start with the running backs, get it out of the way, then talk about our QBs, wide receivers for the stacks, tight ends included. Uh, talk about some de- defenses don't really matter much, but we'll, we'll give our favorite plays there. But uh, yeah, and then uh, our, we'll, we'll, we'll give our favorite stacks at the end of the show. I'm also battling a uh, sick. I've been sick all week, but uh, this is my flu game. So let's go. All right. We got four games. The, the Texan CJ Stroud kids, a freaking baller um, traveling to Baltimore. Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. They don't – Ravens haven't had a good uh, history of covering as favorites, but that doesn't matter in the playoffs. It's going to win the game. But that game is interesting. interesting. Uh, the weather is going to be a little bit of a factor, potentially in that one, cold and breezy. So that's what we got. We got two big weather, you know, situations potentially. Not as big as last week, but uh, – and then we have two – one game in San Francisco where I always assume weather to be perfect, but it may be a potential for some rain, Roth says. And then, obviously, the the, the Dome, Tampa, Detroit. So, I think from a big picture, I think a lot of people are going to hone in on those, the San Fran game and the Detroit game, and just avoid the weather in, uh, in Buffalo and in Baltimore. But the weather shouldn't be too bad, just cold um, in each of those spots. And, uh, all right, the second game is Green Bay, who, I mean, Fat Mike – I can't believe they they didn't fire him. Like, can you believe that? He is such a dumbass coach. You, like, you he, know what he said today or yesterday? No. He what said he uh, his players were, were running too fast. That's why yeah. <laughs> too fast. I did see that. What a he what needs a to be completely axed. I don't know. Jerry Jones. He should have been ax- years ago. A guy doesn't know how to manage a play clock. Like, it's it's like he's no. like. And you have Vrabel out there. Like, I'm sure you can get Vrabel with Dallas. Um, that would have, made too, would have made too much sense. Would have made too yeah. much sense. Um. Anyways, uh, Green Bay, LaFleur outcoached him severely. Dak was seeing ghosts. Uh, that was just a crazy game. But Green Bay is here now battling San Francisco and getting some momentum here. At, their, at least from the betting public as a nine-and-a-half-point dog with a lot of actions coming in on Green Bay. With the points, we will probably uh, pick a super tease. We went, I went two and zero in super teases last week. Noto lost one because he got a bad line. Um, the weather, right? man, they moved that game. That was that was bad. Yeah, but, uh, and then you know, then that's also they 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 shouldn't have uh, kept it. They should have taken that one off. 
Um, I think I super know. teases should be our our shtick. I really like this super tease. Um, yeah, and I've had success in it. It's probably like my only gambling thing that I've ever. I I do it in the playoffs. That's the like only time I ever do it is in the playoffs. Yeah, and I avoided the Dallas game luckily. So, um, I smell the rat there. Uh, so anyway, Green Bay, San Francisco. That game, you know, we finally get to see San Fran back. Um, see how they look, how how Purdy looks with all their weapons, and then you got the 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 dome game. This game should be should be nice for at least from like a back and forth. This could totally shoot out, I would think. Uh, Tampa with Baker looking uh, looking great, and we we called it all season. You know, sorry to the to the the Eagles fans who listened to this, but they uh, gave me a lot of a lot of uh, flack when I said that uh, the Eagles were frauds, and we all we all kind of said this, but it's the truth. It's the defense it was just fraudulent. They just didn't have Swiss cheese defense, and they just got exposed. They 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 were Tampa was an easy bet last week. Um, Mayfield looked uh, looked looked good. It's fun to see him back in action like that. Goff uh, looking good. So that game's forty eight and a half point total. Lions favored by six and a half. And then the game that Noto and I need for our futures, for our kids' futures. Right? We need this. We need the Bills. We got nice, nice, nice tickets in our in our pockets. We need them to beat. The, the Chiefs, but they're two and a half point favorites. But the scary thing is, is that the Bills' defense is decimated. They have they like they have like nobody left. So uh, and against facing Mahomes against a, a whittled down defense, sure you can cover up things with schemes, but it's scary. Uh, so big picture overview of the slate. Uh, I'll just give my quick take quickly. It looks like quarterback. It's just play whoever you want. We're not going to have to worry about ownership too much. The thing I liked. When I, I looked at all the industry's projections, um, which I always do, optimals were spitting out uh, three different quarterbacks. So it wasn't like just last week where everyone was getting Dak, 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 you know, spitting out Dak, Dak, Dak. This week, the three that were that were uh, getting spit out here from from various sites are Goff, Purdy, and Mayfield. So that leaves us with the the ceiling guys getting like even less love, like Lamar. Um, Mahomes, Josh Allen. So I think this is this is a really good slate this weekend. You can just play whoever you want, at least from the quarterback position, and start start your lineups from there. But uh, yeah, so I think it's gonna be really fun. But how's it looking to you, Noto? Yeah, it should be a fun slate. Um, the last two times the Chiefs and Bills met up in the playoffs, uh, the Chiefs got the best of them. So hoping that uh, doesn't happen again. But uh, yeah, both those games were shootout, 36 to 42, 24 to 38. I'm hoping that game kind of flies under the radar because I think the Bills are going to have to put up points uh, with their defense having so many injuries. So that's kind of my favorite game to stack, especially if it's not going to be popular. But yeah, it should be a fun weekend. Uh, Bobby, what are you looking at? Yeah, so I'm the opposite of Kirk. Like, I like when ownership kind of condenses on quarterbacks, especially when we have quarterbacks with the ceilings that a lot of these guys have. But that's not the case. Quarterback's a strong position. I'd say wide receiver is a very strong position on the slate and also tight end. The one position I think you can attack is the one we're about to get into here in a minute is um, the running back position because I think that there's definitely variance within um, the prices and outcomes of some of these running backs and 
think you're going to have to get the running back position right on the slate, and it's going to be very difficult. Um, so we'll kind of talk through it in a minute, and uh, yeah, I'll let Kirky lead us into it. All right. Well, that segues into running backs, where, where we usually start. Uh, it was, I mean, it's always in its playoffs. You got, and it's a four game slate. You know, whether it's three games, four game, two game, you know, you got to get the running backs right. You got to get everything right, pretty much, um, to win these slates. But, uh, you know, McCaffrey is going to be the chalk. Obviously, he's the the highest upside play. He's and they, it feels like they made him a little too cheap at eighty eight hundred, probably purpose purposefully. Um, and he looks like he's going to get about fifty percent ownership. Um, and then from there, it's it's anyone's pick. It's Rashad White looks like he's going to be getting the, the second most ownership against uh, against the Lions here. Um, Devin Singletary, you know, he's just the the usage monster. I think he's 5,700. I think he's a smash play, but it is the Ravens. Um, and it is also, um, you know, he's not the sexiest name there. Pacheco, I can see a lot of people getting behind at 6,400. Then there's James Cook. Aaron Jones coming off. I mean, he broke the slate um, and he was the one you needed. I, it was the, the other guy to break the slate was uh, Ferguson, which was stupid. I faded him and uh, still made money. You know what? Really? Well, actually, I, I lost like 10 grand. I well, 10 grand. That wasn't mine that I was going to win. And I was counting it. Uh, that Shakir touchdown took away from me. That, that really pissed me off. But man, things going to play out. If Ferguson got a couple of less touchdowns, things could have been a lot different for your boy. But uh, anyways, Jones, monster game, monster usage. Looks like Dylan is going to be out again is what I'm thinking. Jameer Gibbs, Monty, those guys, you know, the are getting less ownership. So I think it's tough for people to pick between them. And then if you want to get funky, it's going to be – we're going to have to talk about like Justin Hill or Gus Edwards. We don't have the, the smash Kareem – Hunt play that we uh, we gave out last week. We gave the blueprint out. So Bobby, I'll let you start off at running back since you're you're dialed in on this one on running back. But give give the people the blueprint. Yeah. So for me, it's more of basically running back two is where I'm having the most difficulty. I think McCaffrey is a lock. Just think all the usage is going to be um, like the most usage is going to be thrown his way versus Green Bay. It's a good matchup. Where I do have questions is like Aaron Jones, we're seeing with Dylan out getting a ton of usage. Devin Singletary, he's getting a ton of usage. Um, so this secondary running back position, but they're also both in pretty difficult spots for San Fran and Baltimore. Uh, Rashad White's in a good in a tough spot versus Detroit. Pacheco at 6'4 might go under the radar, like him a little, a little bit. Same thing with James Cook. Like these running backs would be running backs that I've had have interest getting to outside of Aaron Jones and Devin Singletary. So I think I might come under the field on Jones and Singletary and try to get up on like the running backs in the KC Buffalo game. Um, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery are facing Vita Vea in this Tampa Bay defense. Um, we haven't, we really try to not target uh, running backs versus Tampa Bay, but Penny Sewell kind of probably gives one of these two. Um some sort of upside because I do think that Detroit's a team that can run on Tampa Bay uh, because they have a lineman like Penny Sewell. So he's someone like one of these two I'm going to have interest in. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. It's probably at most one of the, of the two of those. Um, but I think that 
those two running backs are also in play. So running back two is kind of the position I'm having the most difficulty in currently leaning towards playing running backs in the KC Buffalo game. Probably one of Jameer Gibbs or Montgomery will make my pool and one of Justice Edwards, uh, Gus Edwards or Justice Hill will be in there as well. Um, Gus Edwards priced up to five nine, so I don't know if I really want to pay that for a guy who I don't really see with the upside of a guy like Justice Hill. But I don't know. I feel like run, the secondary running back position is pretty difficult. Um, Rashad White is another one, just very difficult matchup versus Detroit. And yeah, I think I want to be under on Aaron Jones and Singletary. Maybe it's my famous last words, but no, no. Any thoughts on the running back position? Where you want to go? Yeah, for me, um, I'm similar to Bobby, but uh, I like two running backs, and then everyone else is kind of uh, lumped together. You know, Christian McCaffrey in a tier of his own. I think Isaiah Pacheco deserves to be in that next tier by himself. I mean, he's had at least 25 touches each of the last two games. Bills are dealing with a ton of injuries defensively. We know uh, Mahomes in this passing attack just isn't what it used to be. So I think Pacheco is going to be a really strong option. And then after that, um, it's kind of a guessing game. Yeah, Aaron Jones has been awesome. Uh, At least 22 touches in four straight games, at least 130 yards in four straight games. A much tougher matchup for him. They haven't been using him in the passing game as much as they have in years past. Uh, I think it's an interesting Gibbs game just because, uh, like Bobby mentioned, it's a tough matchup on the ground. So I'm hoping they get more passes uh, involved with Gibbs. Um, you know, he only played like 32% of the snaps last week, but still had a pretty big game. I think that number comes up uh, given the matchup. I'm going to be off of Singletary. I get it, the usage and all that. Um, I just think Houston kind of struggles in this one. Um, I was listening to a podcast, can't remember what it was, but they were saying, is this the largest uh, underdog Stroud is going to be the rest of his career? I mean, it might be right. Could be. You're yeah. Basically- I- yeah. I mean, it, it all ma- it matters what he does in this game. If he, like, shocks the world in this game, this will be the – he will no longer ever be a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, so, Pacheco's got – so, a matchup. So, if we go to your uh, first look, just the um, DVP running back or uh, DVOA, we can see that, like, San Fran – Against Green Bay, Green, you know, San Francisco should be able to run with ease. So that's CMC all the way. And then the second second best would be uh, Pacheco. And like you mentioned, the, the Bills are just decimated, uh, missing a bunch of key players. So this is going to be a lot of second and third stringers there. Uh, cold. So it would make a lot of sense for Pacheco to just get a monster workload in this. And, uh, I mean, we know how to – we know where, where the – I think we know at least from this now where the KC product production is going to be. It's going to be Rasheed Rice, Kelsey. If you believe that he still has it, if he can catch, because now we—I don't even know if he can catch after last week's game anymore. Um, I'll keep going back to him though, and then uh, Pacheco will get will get fed and we'll get some targets too as well. So uh, yeah, Pacheco is my second favorite. I think I would go Singletary or. I, I mean, it's tough. Do you think Green Bay can keep up in this game? I didn't think they could keep up last week, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. I think they can, for sure. I think they can. I just don't know if 6-7, if he's going to – if Aaron, like, I don't want to chase Aaron Jones for those three three touchdowns. I get that, like, a ton of usage went through him last week. He's had big games versus San Fran in the past. Um, 
All right, well, listen, listen. He's why is it chasing? He's Dylan is out, right? Yeah. He's extremely talented, has always been, has always been underutilized, usually works well in the passing game, didn't even need it last last week. Um, and love doesn't seem to 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 do the check downs. But you know, it's just this usage. So just just look at his last four weeks, 16, 17, 18, 19. We're talking 20-plus carries in all of those games, over 100 yards in all of those games. The reason that you, I hear you with a chase because of the three touchdowns, but it's not – he's not even chalked, right? He's going to be – he's going to be – he's going to be – at least what I'm seeing from ownership projections, he's coming in at sixth, sixth running back from an ownership, number six. Right. And this is a guy who's like guaranteed the usage. And if if they can and people aren't going to plan because they don't think because they think that San Fran's going to blow them out. But if you want to think of a different game game script or even potentially in that game script where they're getting blown out, maybe they're forced to use him in the passing game more. And uh, he can. But they're going to feed him regardless because he's one of their most explosive players. So I don't I my my take is it's not chasing. So schedule adjusted last five via fantasy points. It's actually a pretty good matchup for Jones. So I think that you're making a pretty strong case. And I do think Green Bay can stay um, in this game. I actually think Green Bay can win this game personally. Um, a little, little yeah, money I, line? I, I little think, money, little Bobby Betts money line? No, I think oh. they cover the nine and a half. So I think that is a pretty good – what do you have for Jones' ownership? So I, I, I've run, I mean, this is early week stuff and it, you know, we're, we're day away and I'm, I'm running aggregates on from other places, but um, I've got them down at uh, 21%. Yeah. So I got, played, like that's, that's a pretty good ownership. Clip, that's right? under the 20, 28% Rashad white, 28% yeah. Singletary, 28% Pacheco and a drop 22% cook. And then twenty one percent Jones, and then Gibbs, and I I like Gibbs, so I think this is the Gibbs spot because you know like you, we always avoid Vita Vea, and now granted uh, when I'm looking this is more like me just like thinking about this game, but this is where they need a playmaker in the passing game when you're not going to be able to run right up the middle with uh, Montgomery. So I don't think this is a Montgomery game at all. Um, I think if anyone, it's Gibbs. This is Gibbs week. Um, and, and they would have to be through the passing game, but they to to Tampa's credit, they they haven't allowed much production to running backs in the passing game this season either. But I still think it can be done. But uh, I'm looking at that ownership at like 16% on Gibbs, and I'm liking that too. So I'm liking Jones Gibbs. I like Pacheco because I think he's going to smash. I like McCaffrey Pacheco. I think he's going to smash. But the, then the two other plays I like best are Aaron Jones and Gibbs. I think I agree. I think I agree too. I think you sold me on Jones for sure. Um, and and then what if we got the underrun? Keep going. Sorry, I don't mean to pick uh, interrupt. What'd you say? No, Rashad White at that ownership, like you said, I would just be underrun. Um, I think that you have the right take with Pacheco and Jones for sure. Um, and the the case for Singletary is just that he's fifty seven hundred, and he's it's easier to build lineups, you know, with that savings. Um. And then uh, I don't. I mean, last week we had the like, if you want to get different, Kareem Hunt is the guy. He could get the red zone 
stuff, and he did, and he, he could just score touchdowns. Like they had the touchdown equity. Equity. I mean, it ran out. It ran perfect for him last week. But like, do we have a play like that this weekend? Can we say Gus Edwards would be that guy? In the in like in terms of salary, Gus would be that guy. But is Gus actually that guy? Like, well, he's seven and Gus is five nine. He would be the pivot, but I don't I don't know if he's as good of a pivot as Hunt showed. He's more of a two game two game slate type of play for me. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if there was a guy that was going to, like, vulture two touchdowns, right? Like. Yeah, Edwards or DeMont, probably. Yeah. But I don't want to play DeMont. Yeah, I don't want to play DeMont either with Vita Vea. Uh, and it's just just an, two touchdowns just just just... 14 from Gus, and that's it, you know. But maybe that's all you need in a four-gamer. Is Justice Hill worth contemplating? If you think they're trailing. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. All right. I think we wrapped up our feelings there. All right, let's bring it on to quarterback. So, I mean, it's spread out and it's just play whoever you want. Purdy looks like he's going to be the most popular, but this word, this is all just, they're all close to each other. So I, I've got like ownership wise, like 19% Purdy, 18.5% Lamar, 15.5% Goff, 13% Mahomes, Mayfield, 13%, Josh Allen coming in. Now I that's who I like, I think, if I had because like he's gonna come in lower just because of the price. It's eight thousand. It makes it tough. Um but I mean he showed you in the in the horrible weather 33 fantasy points, ripped a huge one, did his fake slide and just kept going. And, uh, you know, was if, if uh, Dak didn't have that absolute nut garbage time, which was just crazy because he should – I'm I'm happy Dak got there because I played him, but, like, that should never work out like that. But anyways, uh, I don't know. So the guy – I'm really interested in this Mahomes, Josh Allen, because I think everyone's going away. Um, Lamar, I can always get behind for sure. Brock Purdy. I mean, I like them all, to be honest with you, even like getting down to like CJ Stroud at the lowest owned 15%. Um, I mean, it's easy to pair him with Nico Collins. Jordan Love looked, looked good. I mean, there's all these guys could, could pan out, but who are your favorites? Noto. So I plan to play all the slates, so I'll probably have some exposure to other guys in the two gamers. But uh, Josh Allen for me in all my four game stuff, I think I'm just going to lock him in. I'm with you. I see. Um, he's got 34 rushing attempts in the last three games. Uh, it's a revenge game. Uh, the Chiefs have knocked him out twice in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I just love everything about Allen. He runs, he throws. Uh, they do the tush push now. Uh, I know the Bills cut Leonard Fournette, but I still think they'll do the tush push when they get down near the goal line. So, uh, I mean, he's at 25, 22, 29, 34 fantasy points over his last four. I think he's a guy for me, especially that ownership. But outside of him, uh, Goff does feel very safe in a home matchup against a pass funnel. On the other side, you have Baker in a pass funnel matchup against the Lions. So a lot of people are going to look to those two. Purdy obviously has the high floor. I think he's had at least 24 fantasy points in six of his last nine, something like that. So those would probably be the guys I would look at, but uh, didn't even talk about Lamar, who's obviously a great play as well. Houston, very tough against the run, very bad against the pass. Seems like we have a lot of the 
pass funnel defenses left uh, here in the playoffs. So no issue with anybody, but I do like Allen the best. Here we go, Bobby. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like condensed offenses on these four gamers. Stroud might make my pool the more I think about it. And also does give you a, if you do see this game in Houston winning it, Justice Hill at four or nine, it allows you to kind of get to a running back like Justice Hill in your Stroud lineups or they're super condensed, like Nico Collins, Schultz. Um, I do think like Noto, like Baker and Goff are extremely safe. Um, so there, there'll be two guys I prioritize, but I, I think like Kirk said at the top of the show, you want to prior, prioritize ceiling in this matchup. Um, I think Stroud is super condensed. He has a good ceiling. I think the same for Josh Allen. I think this could be a digs week, so I don't mind uh, getting to some Josh Allen a little bit here. I know Casey's been fantastic first number one wide receivers. Um, but that's, I think, on a four-game slate, a reason to play a guy like a ce- with a ceiling like Diggs. I mean, two out of the last three weeks, he, Allen missed Diggs on absolute like bomb passes that would have kind of changed the narrative on Diggs going into the playoffs. So um, don't mind Allen, don't mind Diggs, don't mind Kincaid, like Stroud, like Nico Collins as guys for ceiling. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield and Goff are probably the two that I think are the safe plays that I'd probably prefer to Brock Purdy. Um, just because like obviously Tampa's secondary is atrocious and you can make the same case for Baker going up against Detroit secondary. So those would be the four QBs that I'm going to have interest on, on this, um, on this four gamer. Thank you for talking ceilings. I think it's got to be Lamar and Josh Allen have the two highest just because of their rushing upside. Right. Yeah. And then um, Purdy, because of his weapons and upside where CMC could get it through the pass too and just take him along for the ride with with his other passing stats. And then Mahomes always has ceiling. I like Mahomes because it's easy to it's easy to just put Rice and, and Kelsey, right? Like you know, like do you do you need anyone else at this point? Like um, and then Baker has some ceiling because of the matchup against the Detroit D, and then Goff has some ceiling because of the 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 matchup against the Tampa D. Like they're both those are like matchup plus. So it's like Baker and yeah. Goff are like the matchup ceiling guys. And then Lamar and, and Josh Allen are the highest ceiling guys because of the rushing. And then like Purdy and Mahomes because of uh, just their teams and who they are. Can, so, I, can, can I push back on Lamar a little bit? Yeah, like outside of week 17, like we really haven't seen Lamar show that type of ceiling. And I think part of the reason is they're not as condensed as these other offenses. Like, that's why I do like Stroud, because you're getting to a guy like Schultz. You're getting to a guy like Nico. We talked about um, the running back there, whose his name slipping my mind right now for whatever reason, Singletary. So, like, it, we know where the ball's going. And then they, they this the ceiling with Lamar has kind of been capped all season. And I feel like we don't – we aren't as sure of where the ball's going with Zay there, Bateman, Odell, likely. It's nice that – we have Andrews out of the mix now, so we don't have to worry about that. I think you had a good take on Andrews where we we're just fading him and playing likely anyways. Um, yeah, but then that's, I'm kind of I'm kind of kind of pissed that he's ruled out already. They they use the running backs at the goal line so much too. Like they're going to use Gus at the goal line. They're not really risking Lamar like within the five as much as 
we've seen previously. Like they're fine just handing it off, and the Texans run. So that's what I worry about the ceiling. Um, okay. So what Cowboys. we're saying, so what we're combined saying, we're both combined agreeing that Lamar has a high ceiling, but it's also a lot riskier, right? Right. Like it's yeah. also it could go in a lot, a lot, a ton of different ways. Is the yeah. way I, I think that's the way it sounds, and I agree with that. But yeah. I think we the didn't ceiling talk, is we didn't there. talk about Mahomes really either. And then he's super condensed and obviously has a very high ceiling. Yep. Uh, Mahomes against us backups and third string defenders. Yeah. They're super condensed over like the last two weeks. So we don't know, but it seems like it's like we hit on Rashad Rice and Pacheco and Kelsey. Now that are going to be the majority of the offense. Does Mahomes have a ceiling though? I think that's a good, that's a good pushback. I mean, under, he might under, under yeah. 21 fantasy points in 10 straight games. He's had good matchups during that stretch for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, he, so he hasn't had a have a ceiling. I think he has a ceiling. I think it, it's still Mahomes. It's he hasn't had the weapons. But I mean, it's we've been like, saying that about Kelsey too, and Kelsey still doesn't have a ceiling either. I know. So like this is every week I get sucked back into Kelsey. Just play Allen, dude. He gets twenty five plus every week. Mahomes hasn't he's got Allen getting the touch push too on the on the one, which is fantastic for Allen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. I can. I can. I still something. Mahomes playoffs. I'm, just, I'm going all in on the Bills. They're just going to break my heart, my future, yeah, my but, DFS. Who's well, your favorite I mean, receiver I'm, to pair with Allen? Diggs, obviously. I like Kincaid. Um, yeah. But I don't think you have to pair anybody with Allen. He could get two or three rushing touchdowns and spread the ball around. I do. Why haven't they raised? How, why haven't they raised uh, Shakir's price much? Yeah, Shakir's good, good value. I, I don't get why they for sure, right? Yeah, they just announced them out today. Um, all right, let's go to wide receiver position. So, from an ownership perspective, to build lineups, these cheap guys are so all of a sudden, who I played last week, Josh Reynolds, has a bit of a revenge game. A monster first half looked like he was going to break the slate and then just nothing in the second half, but had a good week, seven targets, five receptions, 80 yards. Um, he's going to be, it looks like he's going to be the, the chalkiest wide receiver on the slate. Um, I get it against Tampa's pass defense, which is bad in the dome game, likely to shoot out a um, lot of, lot of positives there, but also right behind him is Jamison Williams. Who's going? Looks like he's going to get the next highest ownership, at least from what I'm seeing. Um, I actually think this is a Jamison Williams week as opposed to a Josh Reynolds week. I think you beat Tampa by getting going over them in the in the passing game. They're they're susceptible to the deep ball, and I think Jamison Williams is a guy that they could unleash in this game. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all. First of all, he's chalk, so it's risky. It's like, and he hasn't really done much all season. He's got like 13 fantasy points. I think is like his highest, but like. I wouldn't be shocked if he if he goes for like an 80-yard touchdown right off the bat in this game. Um, I think it's a better spot for him. Um, then the other cheap guy would be Shakir, who looks, I think, is a better play than all of them. And uh, he's only 3,800, and uh, he's going to be a little bit less on to them. Uh, the top end is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,200. The guy is just consistent as can be. Um, just produces in the dome, great environment, great matchup against Tampa's Swiss cheese pasty. 
And then we got uh, Rasheed Rice, who's clearly the number one wide receiver in this offense. We're talking about 12 targets, six targets, 12 targets, nine targets, 10 targets, nine targets, 10 targets over since week 12. Um, clearly coming into his own confidence building with uh, him and Mahomes together. So I've got nothing bad. He's he's in wide receiver one. He's probably my my favorite wide receiver, to be honest with you. Um, Nico Collins is going to be interesting to get your guys' take on because uh, he's it doesn't matter if like you know all you got to do is stop Nico Collins. Nobody can do it. It seems like uh, Mont, you know, seven seven targets, six receptions. Like he broke the game open for them last week. Could have had a lot more if they, if they had any pushback in that game. 96 yards, a touchdown. Then there's Godwin, Ayuk, Zay Flowers, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs. There's a lot of ways to go. No, no, what do you like? I'm with you on, I think it's a Jameson over Reynolds week. Um, man, we should have seen it coming last week. We can look at numbers all we want, but we know the Lions and Dan Campbell. He's a narratives guy. Jared Goff and Reynolds, double revenge game against the Rams. We should have seen that coming. I did um, see it coming. Yeah, I mean, I should have seen it coming. I, I played Jameson over Reynolds. Uh, but I'm going to do it again this week. I, I think you're right that uh, Tampa Bay very susceptible to the deep threat. Um, I like Shakir's value. And the more that I think about it, uh, just threw together a lineup. I think it's a, a four-receiver type of week for me. Uh, then I don't have to worry about the RB3. I can just play McCaffrey and Pacheco, play some of these cheap receivers that we're talking about, and then kind of build from there. But uh, at the very top, Monroe St. Brown, hard to argue with him in any format. Uh, he's kind of like golf and that he offers that high floor ceiling combo. Love Rasheed Rice. They move him all over the field. Uh, Buffalo's dealing with injuries. He gets deep in um, short targets. So uh, he's a guy I like. And then love Mike Evans. I think it's a great bounce back spot for him. We saw Trey Palmer catch a long touchdown. David Moore catch a long touchdown. Chris Godwin catch a long touchdown. Uh, I feel like this is going to be the Mike Evans week against a very beatable Detroit secondary. So, yeah, I mean, lot, lots of good plays. What I don't know what to do is well, uh, with the Niners. Do I play Debo? Do we play Ayuk? I, I never know. Mike Mike Evans is great, but it's like every memory I have of him are him dropping. And remember that? Remember last year, Bobby, when we were we – were, you had like all the Brady in, on a week when nobody played Brady, and it was like – he was open for like an 80. It was literally like a whole field in front of him. He, he, he beat everybody and it just went off his fingertips. Like, right. It was the easiest catch would have should have ever been. And he dropped it. And it was like right in the beginning of the game. And then last week was like the same thing. Uh, bomb, right. Perfect, perfect throw right into his hands. And he just drops it. Like all my memories of this guy, of him dropping easy catches. Drops. Yeah. yeah. No, and yet he you. still crushes like overall. So it's like he leaves so much on the table. No, I feel um, the same way. Um, yeah, Evans is a tough one. Amon Ra is definitely my favorite uh, spend at the wide receiver position on the slate. I will, will say like four game slate. What I love about these small slates is you can find points in like construction where you should be getting, I don't know, a little bit different, like, Reynolds and Williams both hit it. I would not play them together unless I'm playing golf, like no more than one, I would say, unless I'm playing golf, because that seems like a weaker point uh, in the construction. Like Kirky hit on Khalil Shakira, 3-8, like him. 
Christian Watson's another week back in this Green Bay offense versus San Fran. Obviously, they're probably going to be trailing. He's at 4-2. Um, Odell's there at 4-6. Like, cheap wide receiver. Mechie kind of showed a little bit of um, something last week at 3-4. Like, I would just be – Trey Palmer's there at 3-5. I would just be trying to get away from one of these cheaper uh, wide receivers. Like, I'd probably play one and then – basically boot the other one to the side um, and run someone else with them just because I just think you fall into the same construction as everyone else. And I think there's a lot of volatility, a cheap wide receiver, a cheap tight end. So I think that's the place where I'm trying to set my rules and get them correct. So I get what I want and I'm not the same as the field spending up. Um, yeah. Ayuk or Debo. I don't know. Like currently, I probably prefer Ayuk at six nine, but Debo's been so good. Um, it'd be tough to uh, get away from him, so I'll probably like split the difference in terms of their ownership. Uh, it would, Amonra's my favorite. Evans is right there. Um, trying to figure out Nico Collins. Like the volume is the volume and ceiling. Like people are going to look at this matchup, say he has no ceiling, but with his volume, he does have a ceiling. And he's shown it week in and week out. And he's getting all the targets for this team. Like at 7,100, don't overlook Nico Collins. Evans at 72, I like, like I said. Um, yeah, I'm not, in terms of the spend ups, up, like I haven't looked into them a ton. Chris Godwin's there at 6'3". Like maybe a guy like Godwin is your salary pivot off of a guy like Singletary at 5'7". Because Godwin, to me, isn't going to be played. Um, like 15% on this slate, that's low. Anything under 20% in a four-game slate is low. And he's, he's in a great game environment. Like, I can see myself getting to him. Rasheed Rice is going to see a ton of volume. Like we can talk about everyone, but I think it's more about your rules within construction. And for me, like, getting away from these cheap – one of the cheap Detroit wide receivers is the first rule that I'm setting, and I think it's super important to get right um, if you want to do well in the slate. What ha- so I played Trey Palmer and captain in the showdown, or whatever. And, only uh, one catch, really. And I know he, you know, he got there. Like, where did David? Yeah. Where did David Moore come from? It was so. But my my thought was is that, you know, he was he uh, he was supposed to get an end zone or uh, an end zone target, I think, or maybe he did, and they were just like complete. It was like an uncatchable pass or something. It was just like there was miscommunication between him and Baker, and. uh I think if I remember that correctly. And then like all of a sudden David Moore was playing, 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 playing. So I wonder if that had something to do with it or I don't know. I mean, Cause he went from like 25% snaps to 46% snaps. Like he overtook Trey Palmer with 34% snaps. So they kind of switched, switched places all of a sudden. Yes. He got there. He got that touchdown, which was a beautiful thing for me, but like it, you know, his, he only had a 33 percent route participation um so and david moore was at 43 percent crazy um yeah uh the cheap guys are gonna be a huge huge decision for sure i i i you know i i my first instinct would be to just to fade josh reynolds but then i think about it and it's like tampa's passing defense so it's it's tough, but I definitely agree with you. Bobby has one, you know, max one of Reynolds or Williams. What? What about uh, Mechie? 
Yeah, Mechie came on strong a little bit second, last game. Second on the team in routes. Eventually. Noah Brown's out. I think I think that they're gonna sell out to slow down Nico. So I think so like you really want to take him in like a great no. against a great defense no. outside in bad weather, cold weather. I think I think Nico struggles, and so I think it could go to somebody else. But that's just my thinking. I don't hate that take. Like they should sell it. They know where the ball's going. Like if Harbaugh's a smart coach, like he's gonna do his best to take him away, you would imagine. So targets getting funneled to other places makes sense. Mechie's one of the guys with Brown out, him, Schultz, Singletary. I think Schultz would be more of a priority to get the ball to if they take away Nico, but Mechie's still going to get funnel targets. I just think, like, I'm running every optimal, and I'm seeing Williams and Reynolds, and, like, unless you're playing Goff, I don't think you want to play the two of them together. Even if you're playing Goff, I don't think you want to play the two of them together, really. Um, yeah, I agree. But I think it's it's a point in construction that we can kind of make rules around to get different and get leverage on the field. Does all the ownership on Williams and Reynolds lead to lower St. Brown ownership? No. You could. I think that's a really good take. I think I think I think let's let's just let's let's run it. Are you gonna wanna like the hand builder? Are you gonna wanna play St. Brown and Reynolds without golf? Like that just feels weird, right? It feels super weird, yeah. Yeah. I mean, large build stuff that the optimizers are going to build what they're going to build, but the small field single entry hand builders, I think we could see lower the Monra maybe. Yeah. Bobby, seen... question for... What'd you say? I was going to say, I have a... let's finish your thought because mine was, I was taking it somewhere else. They like, maybe it was just game plan dependent, but like they wanted to run the football last week. So they, if they try to like run the football versus like Amonra had a huge game versus Tampa Bay, so I don't know why they wouldn't go back to Amonra in Tampa Bay. Um, he had a huge game, I think it was like week nine. I hope they don't just try to pound the football and do what this meathead coach. Well, he's obviously a good coach, but just to like establish it, just throw the ball, you know what I mean? Because it took them a little while to get Amonra into the game last week, but maybe that's just game plan dependent and it, it won't matter this week because they know they have to throw it. Um, but that would – I'd be a little trepidatious with the Monterey if they'd come out trying to run the ball, and I'm like, why aren't they throwing, you know? I don't know. Um, so maybe hand builders wouldn't get up and they'd just take the value. But I, my, I think my question, my question for you is how are you dealing with the Green Bay uh, receiver roulette? I think it was a lot easier last week. Um and I still got it wrong. I didn't have Dobbs. He was the one that you needed, obviously. But this week, with everything else being so – with stuff being so kind of condensed around other offenses and offenses with quarterbacks who have higher ceilings and stuff like that, I don't know how much I'm going to be getting to them. But I do think that Christian Watson at 4-2, like we just know the ceiling that he does have if he ever shows it again. Um, he's someone that I would have interest as a pivot off of these guys, maybe Bo Melton, but Bo Melton only seen one target last week. I know Bo, Bo, people try to make Bo Melton work last week. He only saw one target. Um, I, I don't think I'm going back to Dobbs, even though I like Dobbs. We just, like we kind of talked about before the show, like they haven't utilized him. He hadn't had like more than 12 fantasy points all year. 
Dude, Watson is the best play on the slate. Yeah, Watson's a really good play if he's going to get. He got well. He got one target last week. He was, you know, still come back from Hammy, but he's been completely removed from the injury report now. He's close to this price range of the fifty percent ownership guys of Jameson and uh, thing in a game where they're probably going to be trailing and having to pass, pass, pass. And they we already have established that they, you know, Love doesn't like to check down as much. So like he should just hone in on Watson. Like the, I think the potential at forty two hundred, the the potential is there. I like this take. Been buying this I like, take. I mean, I like, it just I, it just came to me. I mean, some sometimes genius just comes into my head at the right. You know, he's I mean, easily he, he's easily the best pivot. Like if you're, we're trying to get ahead on stuff. Like I wasn't even. I was thinking like Shakir pivot. I wasn't even like thinking of Watson. Right. I think Shakir so, yeah. is perfectly fine too. But I, I think no. Watson's I think he's good. Super Sneaky one, yeah. Like I'm saying, like the fact that it, I had it hadn't come to me like right off the bat, like as the easy pivot, it's like the yeah. reason why I think he's like a smash play. And now, he ran then, more routes. He ran more routes than Melton and uh Wicks last week, and that's probably just gonna go up now that second yeah. game back. Yeah, let's I ride. I'm let's, let's ride. Let's ride. Um, we're not playing love right. though, correct? Like we're not, or, or are we playing love? I don't, I don't think so, right? I'm not. I, I mean, know. he crushes every week, but I never play him, so no, no change in that this week. It's too. Don't like if you're gonna play love. Like it, I honestly think that the other offenses are too condensed. But make sure you throw every receiver into your group with love, just in case, because like you're trying to get away from these two Detroit guys. A lot of his receivers are in that price range. Don't make the mistake I did last week and not have Dobbs, but have everyone else. So that's what I would do if I was playing love, but I'm not playing love, but it's just something to keep in mind. Um, What about Debo? I think Ayuk has a better matchup. I'll check now. Oh, Debo. So like- it depends on Jair Alexander, I think, right? Well, yeah. I don't think Jair is like that good though. Like he's not someone I'm really worried yeah. about. I know they had, he had the nice, pick last week. Nice little pick six. Yeah, he's. I've seen him be be. I've seen receive like him be attacked previously. Yeah. I don't so, think he's as good. PFF says Ayuk has the so from a the matchup standpoints from Pro Football Focus. Who's if you've been following Twitter this week, you know you don't know whether to. Uh, which side to join? Have you seen see all the controversy with them? No. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of uh, go into different. it. Go into it. We have time. For nah, go nah, into it. So. Go into it. What's the what's the go into it? No, nah, because I'm drawing a blank on names. So I don't because I'm sick. Um, who's the big the ESPN the former? I don't the know. Coach for the Texans. Oh, okay. Aaron Rodgers. Whose pod was uh, he on? Uh, Pat McAfee. Mac, Mac, McAfee. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they uh and Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and he had Watt on there who um who said PFS is useless. Pro football focus is students, so all the nerds came out and it's a big thing versus each other. Um, the football bros versus PFF. 
But anyway, um, they're uh, they've got Amon Ra's the best matchup advantage. Uh, Ayuk second best, Evans third best, Nico Collins they say is good fourth best, Debo fifth. Um, so. What about, for the guys? what about for the cheapies? Reynolds cheapies. and Williams are the best. Let's see. The cheapies. They must be right. Reynolds. Reynolds is the first for the cheapie. Uh, Wicks. Interesting. Reed. But they're not good. These We're getting into a range where they're all like not really yeah. that good. Um, then Williams and Shakir. Well, we know that like Noto said, Wicks had been kind of upseated by Christian Watson last week. So maybe it's really Watson that gets that matchup. I don't know. I'm just just spitballing here. Yeah, just spitballing a little bit. Uh all right. Um I think I mean we didn't talk about Zay Flowers, did we? Yeah, he's come on strong. We haven't really talked about him then. And there's a lot of narrative around people saying that they Odell Beckham was saved for this moment for the playoffs. I think Odell's been the best receiver on that team all year. Like he just hasn't shown it in terms of like the box score yet. Well, the, that's the thing is the people are saying that because they've been purposely like holding him out. Yeah, so from Watson at 4-2 to Odell at 4-6, I think Odell's in play for the 400 more as a pivot off of the Detroit guys. Uh, where's Zay at? 5-2? Zay's he kind of stays in that range, right? It's tags 5-2, I think. Zay, Flowers, 6. Yeah. 6K. 6K. Okay, so he's got his his price tags come out. Yeah, Odell at 4-6. I don't hate Um Zay is going to get volume. I mean, it's just a matter of like, I, I feel like it's wide receiver roulette there, even though they've been more concentrated throwing the ball to Zay towards the end of the year. But I still think that like you do have to worry about an Odell at 4-6 or a Bateman at 4K. Um, likely's there, obviously, too. So, And then you have to worry about running back stealing touchdowns at the goal line, which is something that's irritated me about Baltimore pretty much all year or Lamar. All right, unless you guys got, like, another flyer or anything you want to talk about, should we take it to tight end? Yep. I love all the game theory talk. These pods are a lot longer than all of our regular season pods. Yeah, I like well, the yeah, I like that's cause, talk. It's because you're in a rush, right? It's because you're in a rush note. I'm trying to uh, – yeah. No, it's good. 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 I'm saying, like, the combos are a lot more, like, thinking through game theory stuff, which I like. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, 6K, going to be the most owned, has not been worth it lately. Um, He did have 10 targets, which was nice to see against Miami, but it would have been nice to see him actually catch the football. Um, He did catch seven receptions, 71 yards, but he made some brutal drops. Um, Stiff stiff as a board still, Kittle, 5,200. This is kind of like the, the the San Fran roulette, but the ceiling is there for sure. Kate Otten, who uh, Bobby faded, decided to uh, just get 11 targets, eight receptions all game. <laughs> Fucking, oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. 
I was watching that laugh. I couldn't help laughing because we had the conversation before. You're like, I'm definitely fading Kate on. And, and uh, that was on the that was on the second plate, and it sucked too because I played Knox and Kincaid. I played all the pivots, and then he goes for 16, and I'm like, shit, you know. Yeah. Um, um, Kincaid looks like a wide receiver too on that team. Um, targets have been there. I uh, did get the end zone, you know, which I I, I kind of didn't like because uh, we had our boy. Da- I, I wanted another Dawson Knox TD. I was getting greedy, even though uh, the whole point of playing Dawson Knox is you're probably only getting a red zone target and he's got to catch it. Um, but anyways, uh, Kincaid looks looks strong. Play Dalton Schultz. Uh, then there's Kraft for cheap at thirty one hundred. Um, Musgrave got the the big play um, and looked like a strong play, but the the usage still went to Tucker Kraft. So Kraft was certainly the the tight end one. I don't know if that'll change this week or not, but um, who knows? Laporta questionable off of his deathbed. Undertaker Jeff Giff rise from the dead, like caught a touchdown right off the bat. Um, and uh, looked fine. Was out there for a ton of ton of snaps, run ton of routes. So I don't know. Is he is he healthy? Is he fine? Had a knee brace before. Like pictures of him going around uh, Twitter in the knee brace before game time, but was uh, magically looked good. There's a bigger question with Laporta on the slate. What's that? Is he the guy that gets squeezed in this Detroit offense? Because he is a fantastic play. Like, if you think about it all year, he's shown ceilings at 32. Um, I think he had one game 28. He had one game like 40 on a, on a Monday night or something crazy. I think he has a ton of upside. And it's loaded in terms of, like, all the, all the optimal spitting out Detroit guys. And then um, pretty much – tight ends loaded as a position. So people are going to be afraid to play him. He might be the guy you want to play. Yeah. And, and so he's had no setback. He was a full participant uh, in practice. No reports of a setback. Um, so things look fine. He got 11 targets. Or no, no, no. In the last, when they played Tampa, he got 11 targets in that game. He didn't produce much. Amon Ra went off in that game, like you said earlier. That was week six. But uh, I mean, it's nice to see eleven targets in the similar in the same matchup. Um, yeah, people. I think the 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 hit is that people are still a little little skeptical of uh, his health. I would be over completely. I think he's a guy you have to be over on on the slate. Yeah, ran seventy six percent of the routes last week, a lot higher than I thought it would be. I did give out. I'm going to pat my own back and say I did talk about Brevin Jordan as being a good play at 2700 or at 2500 last week. It's 2700 this week. I mean, it was a lucky TD, but uh, he did have a 76 yards and a touchdown. The path was there. Um, I mean, you could see something crazy like that again. I don't know if I had to go really super low on a, on a tight end, take an absolute chance on, I think he would probably be the guy again, but that does feel like chasing. Um, I think likely is a really strong play. His inner ownership is going to um, shoot up now. I think 
with uh, Mark Andrews, you know, definitely being out now. And I, I thought that likely was the play. Anyway, I thought that if Andrews played, he would be more of a decoy. But uh, they're just not even messing around with it. They're uh, getting him ready for the following week. They're, they're looking looking ahead. But uh, I think li- likely is a super strong play here. But who are your favorites? No, no. Yeah, I mentioned a lot of good plays. Love Laporta. Um, Tampa allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends, too. You get the ownership discount compared to all the other Detroit guys. I like likely. Um, Houston's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, we've seen him just crush over the last few weeks without Andrews. And then I like Dalton Kincaid quite a bit. Uh, Kansas City, very tough on wide receiver ones. And I think that's just going to funnel some targets over the middle. If you look at the route participation, I know Knox caught that touchdown, but he only played on like 23% of the routes, ran around. Um, and Kincaid was up in the high 60s. So I like him as my favorite pairing option with Allen. Um, but yeah, a lot of good plays. You can go back to Kate Otten for value. Um, Bobby, have you uh, had a change of heart on Otten this week? I'll probably be fading on again. So famous last words. He's three. Like, what's his price? Like, he should. There's so many good tight ends on the slate. Like, there's a, that being said, like, there's no way I'm playing a running back in the flex. It's either tight end or wide receiver. That's the only way you're making my flex position. What do we have for Kate Otten's three five? What if yeah, I like, told you? What if I told you there was a tight end who only cost thirty five hundred, who got is coming off of an eleven target game going to a dome in a projected shootout and against the the team that was uh, 24th in DVP versus the tight end position on the season. And again, he's only 3,500. Would, would, that, no be way that, not, would that be I'm something not, that interests you? There's no way I'm not coming in under on Kate Auden. I'm not fading him completely, but there's no way I'm not coming in under on Kate Auden. Look, I get Tucker like Craft right there at three one. What's Musgrave's price? Um, I don't Musgrave, know. Maybe thirty six. Burning a little bit too much. I just think that, like the position itself is so strong. I guess you could play one of them in the flex, but Laporta, Kincaid, Schultz. I like at four four. Likely at four seven. I guess there's not a ton really in Kate Otten's range, so. Definitely going to end up playing him, but begrudgingly, I'll say. <laughs> there we go. Do I run back to Dawson Knox first touchdown? No, because you're fading against yourself. No, you, you know what you do is you do, you do Dalton, you do Dawson Knox anytime touchdown. Uh, I like the payouts, you know. You're greedy. They, he gets tired after the first quarter, and then they don't play him anymore. Let me what see about. What Luke Musgrave first touchdown. It's not bad. He only he only ran around on like thirty percent of drawbacks or something. But will that change? It should it should go up. I would think it's Green Bay though. You never know. They like drag it with guys coming back. Well, how many games has he been back? Knox is twenty five to one first touchdown. Jeez, I gotta gotta go back. They want you to chase that. Don't (laughs) chase that, dude. Musgrave's been back. Who cares? It's all. It's it. You you you, you might as well. It makes no difference. Makes no difference. Tucker Craft for CD. Cade the Blade. It's all about Cade the Blade. All right, Bobby. It's the final show. 
you got to come strong for the defenses here. Oh my god, dude! I don't know, like. What's the who's the optimal defense hitting everything? It must be the Bills or the Ravens or one of the two. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the pack a little bit. Twenty six hundred. I think that's an interesting GPP defense versus San Fran. And actually, it's a horrible play. But I don't know. Someone, someone come with someone better. No, no. You, what about one of these defenses in the in the game where everyone's in a throw? The Lions or the Bucks or I don't know. I'm I'm I need I need some help. I haven't done enough defensive stuff. I'm sorry I'm not coming with the Heat. No, do you get anything? Uh, I don't have any strong takes. Feels like the Ravens are probably the best option if you can get up there. Um, maybe the Chiefs at 2700. We know Josh Allen will make some boneheaded plays every now and then. Um, so I don't mind the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs too at 27. Maybe San Fran. I think you, if you're yeah. playing McCaffrey heavy, like you should be definitely getting over on San Fran D. I would imagine to correlate and differentiate McCaffrey a little bit. So at three, four, I don't know. I feel like they'll be one of the, actually, they're showing, really, they're going to be one of the lower owned defenses. Yeah, I don't mind San Fran at all. And the thing with the Packers, they've kind of been front runners the last two months. Like they've been playing with leads. If they get out to a deficit, who knows how they'll play. Are they able to make a run, the Packers? No. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't believed in them, so I've been wrong this far. LaFleur looked good last week. Like, he called a great game. Kirky, yeah, any thoughts on the pack? Plus nine and a half? I'm a chalk donkey. I think Stan Fran whoops them. But it's just me. I like, the, um, I like all right. Should we finish it out with a stack or do we give do we kind of give, give everything? We just give a super cheese. Show? Give the super cheese and then we'll give the stacks. No, do we even give the stacks? I don't know. I think we've said enough. Um all right. Super tease. You go on DraftKings, you pick your four spots, and you're just gonna plan to get 13 points on each spot. So First off, do we want to take – how do we, do we want to take San Fran or do we want to just re- really inflate the Green Bay? You know, it would be uh, tw- plus 23 on Green Bay or um, we can get the Niners at plus uh, plus three and a half. I like, I say, I like the I Niners, Niners side. I say, or, I say Niners. Or I like over 37 and a half. I think San Fran could get that themselves. I'm again. I like the Green Bay side. All right, skip that one. Plus twenty three. I think that's the one you want. We gotta agree. Or should we all pick one and then agree on the last one? All right, we're all in agreement that the Chiefs plus fifteen and a half is probably the way to go. Yeah, I like both sides of that tease. So yeah, I'm cool with that. I like both sides, so I'm fine with it too. Um, I like the uh, Bucks over thirty six. They got I like, score I, I like that game. I like the game. The game over in that game. The Bucks Lions over over thirty six. So let's do that. I like that. Bobby, you okay with that? I'm fine with it. Um, do we have a take on Houston Ravens? I mean, we could take the Ravens too at plus three and a half. 
That's the side I like. Bobby? Or do you want to just say 23 or 22? I don't, think they beat, I don't think they beat that team by 23. 22 and a half? 22 and a half. I don't know. I'm, I'm fine either way. You can do whatever you guys want. Bobby Green Betts, Bay you got it. Green Bay, okay. We're locking Green in Bay Green Bay for one. Bobby. I mean, it's 22 sure and a half. I think, you get I think San Fran's the one everyone's going to lock in. And All right, so what's our fourth, our fourth, a total somewhere? Over in that game? What about Detroit? Over, over 37 I mean, and a half in the Packers-San Fran or no? I don't mind it. Uh, under anything, over. you want to go 63 and a half? That sounds pretty um, big. I like the Ravens. Can we do the Ravens? All right, let's if Bobby gives the okay, yeah, we can do the Ravens. I, I said I was fine either way. All right, here it is Kansas City Chiefs plus eight and a half. Oh no, I gotta do 13. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kansas City Chiefs plus 15 and a half. Over in the Tampa Bay Detroit Lions game of 36. Green Bay Packers plus 22 and a half. And the Ravens plus three and a half is our super tease. Guys, make sure you get these numbers too. Don't if you're not getting these numbers, maybe you don't want to bet it. But I don't know. Just make sure you get the numbers. Yeah, good advice. I did not get the numbers. By the time I got across the border, the Bills had gone three points lower and next time that happens I'll, I'll put one in for just hit me up and i'll put it in through dk or something um all right i'm gonna give a generational couple of put generational opportunities for ufc bets um all right so first off i'm bad this is not generational this is the the, the line is huge but I don't see any way she loses. Um, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious, minus 380 against uh, Kachara, 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 whatever. Who cares? This girl's going to punish her, take her down at with ease and just grapple her, grapple her all, all, and she should finish her. But I don't see any way she loses. She's minus 380. You use her as a parlay piece. Um, but the two plays I like a lot are the main events. And I think people are overthinking it. Um, I'm taking Mar Mario Buena Silva. This is just a regular play for me at minus 162 um, over Raquel Pennington. I think this she just brings more to the table. Um, so I'm taking her. But the, the, genera the generational bet, if you watch the tape, is Sean Strickland should be a much bigger favorite in the spot over Drakus Duplessis. Now, he's only minus 115. I am going to hammer this. Now, I initially was thinking, oh, Duplessis is dangerous. But, like, if you watch the tape, first of all, Strickland has, like, the best striking defense I've, like, ever seen. Like, he's just so good. Duplessis has a doesn't have a gas tank. Strickland has an amazing gas tank, so five rounds. Um, and Sean Strickland is so much better on the feet than this guy. It's, like, night and day. If you watch the tape, Duplessis has some power. That's about it. But Strickland has the defense. 
he I don't see him losing unless he gets like bonked, like like he gets uh if uh, Duplessis catch him with like a lucky punch, I guess that could happen, but I don't even think that could happen. I think this is like a generational opportunity. His price is so way too low. We're getting basically even money on a play. I think he should be like minus 300. Um, so I'm I'm going to the house on uh, Sean Strickland. So you guys can come along with me or not, have a difference of opinion, whatever. But um, that's who I'm taking. So It's unfortunate that the downside of me is going to miss out on this generational opportunity of wealth based on his feelings for Sean Strickland. What I'm hearing. No, I have the same feelings. I, I like, like, I don't agree with his politics, his personality, all of what he says. It's a lot of people love it. I, I don't. I, I absolutely hate it. But like, the tape is the tape. The matchup is the matchup. He's a much better striker than him. He's got the cardio. He's got the defense. I just don't see. I just don't think. I think this is a, just the wrong fight for Drakus Duplessis. I think he's overrated, um, and I, I think he's gonna. I think Strickland's gonna gonna either cruise to a decision or he's gonna take him out. Uh, what I'm hearing: what, Strickland parlayed Dawson Knox touchdown. Oh baby, there you come. All right, don't chase the twenty-five to one, Noto. You got the twenty to one last week. Let it go. Yeah, yeah but it, that's the thing happened. is, it's like it's 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 house money. It makes no difference, really. That one. If I lose this, it was just nineteen to one instead of twenty. Yeah, he hit a nineteen to one. All right, come on, it's gambling one on one, Bobby. Come on. I'm not. I'm not a sports better. Like I play if you, DFS. If you play roulette, if you play roulette and you hit a number, you leave it out there for another roll. You know. Yeah. And, all right, that's it. That's the show. That's the season. Thank you again. I've already said this to everyone for uh, listening, watching, uh, supporting us, uh, you know, good good and bad, you know, takes. But appreciate it. Love doing the show. Love Noto stepping in this season. It was awesome to have you. Bring a lot to the table. Love it. Uh, Bobby, always, always a pleasure. This was our second year in a row with this. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be back. We'll run it back again uh, next season. And, uh, and keep it going. But uh, any final words for the people? This is There will be no encore. This is the encore. This is the final show. So, uh, Noto, say your piece. Yeah, thanks for watching all year. We finally won over the YouTube commenters. Nothing but positive comments last week. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we'll be back next year. Yeah, I'm saying. Well, just want to echo Noto's sentiments. Nice to win over the YouTube commenters. It's nice that we switched the time on the show because I think that was one of the early like stumbles for us. It was like we didn't realize having kids and going late probably wasn't the greatest situation for me and Kirky. Uh, but now, yeah, I hope we're back next year. Excited to um, get back to work when next football season starts. I know it's a long time away, but. So kid, kid on the baby monitor I'm watching right now is out. This is why we're doing it at this time. It's is it out. bad parenting if I leave the house to go get a coffee, but the kid's still on the baby monitor? I've had this argument. I've had this that. argument. I've had. I've done this. I've done. I've done it too. I've had this argument. Like it. Like if I have them in, like secured away, you know. I guess what you could have a heart attack or something. <laughs> you know, like that's the only. <laughs> yeah, I've like some, you go. I've gone to the convenience store. Like literally, it's like next. It's like two. 
two houses down, like basically like a convenience store. Like I've, I've run in there and done it. Like, I guess like somebody could like rob the convenience store and you could be there like held up or something, but those are risks yeah. you got to take. Sometimes you got, you got to do, got to do it. I'm contemplating that risk currently because my kid's also sleeping. So I'm going to go get a coffee. All right. This has been the RG DFS tournament takes podcast divisional round 2024. That's a wrap for the season. And we'll catch you back next season. Thanks for listening.